vast majority of states that have begun reopening, California. Correspondent Jamie Yukas from the Sierra Madre. Restless Los Angeles residents left home to explore newly reopened parks and trails. I'm really just trying to practice the social distancing and I won't be hiking with friends for quite some time. But as states relax restrictions, there are new concerns about exposure as more people venture out of their homes. Updated predictions from the University of Washington show COVID-19 deaths are increasing more than researchers expected in several states, including California, Arizona, and Florida. The Wall Street Journal says federal health officials are developing guidelines for reopening hard-hit nursing homes. They already have in the Netherlands. Hello. Visiting Omanora in the early stages of dementia, the family separated by a glass partition, her son Walter. Everybody prefers to touch and feel and hug your mom, but it's better than nothing. And better than video conferencing, says the home's director. Zooming and talking on the iPad for most of our residents who all got Alzheimer or dementia is too difficult. For Nora, hard to understand why she's not allowed hugs. This is a strange world for but at least they can touch their hands against the glass and share smiles. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. The man who recorded video of two white suspects shooting a black man, Ahmaud Arbery, to death in Georgia, tells WJAX-TV. I'm not feeling safe at all. Uh, I haven't felt safe in at least 35 days now. William Roddy Bryan is now under investigation as well. Prince Harry has postponed his Invictus Games for para-athletes to 2021. He has some encouragement for participants stuck at home. When we come back together in person, I'm really happy that there are plenty of virtual activities planned for this week. And I encourage you to get involved if you can, uh, because you don't know. Harry, his wife Megan, and their one-year-old son Archie are now living in L.A. S&P futures down 36. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. For over 168 years, Mass Mutual has stood strong by you to help you protect your loved ones. Together, we'll weather this storm. To learn more, visit MassMutual.com. That's MassMutual.com. As the world races to respond to the coronavirus pandemic, CBS News Radio is covering every aspect of the story. Clear and original reporting, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, right here on CBS News Radio. Nature Valley brings that satisfying crunch that gets your family going again with real delicious honey and whole grain oats. So get out here. Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunchy Bars. The original crunch. I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Here's your chance to get a hold of the ultimate kicks. CBS's Allison Keys. The Air Jordan 1's, the first ever signature sneakers, are on the auction block at Sotheby's. The shoes, autographed and well-worn, were designed for the Chicago Bulls legend in 1985. The sneakers have red laces, and they are mismatched like most of Jordan's shoes. The left is a size 13, the right is a 13 and a half. They are expected to fetch up to $150,000 in an online auction that closes on the 17th of this month. Is the country ready to rock again? <laughs> Friday, it'll be the first major concert in the U.S. since the pandemic began. Governor Asa Hutchinson has said theaters, arenas, and stadiums can reopen a week from today as long as they limit audiences to 50 people. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I do have my energy, and it's not like energy that is like a caffeine high energy, but in terms of just having the vitality to go through the day, and, and there are times when I just notice that, you know what? I'm actually not tired. This is not uh, tiring me. So I feel like my energy level is good and better than it was in times past. So I think that's a documented fact. 
don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUIT. Introducing the limited edition Budweiser Discovery Reserve, brewed to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. An American red lager with a light hoppy aroma, followed by a hint of toffee and a crisp finish. Inspired by our archival recipe from the time of the Apollo missions. Enjoy responsibly 2019 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Discovery Reserve, American Red Lager, Illinois, Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable Gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hard-working, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 MO Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely Equipment, built around you. Governor Mike DeWine. We're at war with the coronavirus, very dangerous and lethal enemy. You can help by staying home. If you must go out, keep six feet from other people to protect yourself, people living with you, and others. Every action we take or don't take has a real impact. Ohio, we're in this together. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine in the OAB. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. What a glorious morning outside. Look at that sunshine, beautiful temperatures. Ah, it's simply wonderful. being more truthful what's with this spring anyway they're saying we got to bring the plants in again tomorrow night or no tonight I'm ready for summer I bet you are too we got a free-for-all this morning Scott's here. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome and uh, all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Boy, I I, 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 I I, don't know where to begin. I mean... Pick this, one. This has been a serious time. Yes, it has. This uh, coronavirus, COVID-19... It has really interfered with my lifestyle. But that's not important. But how it affects each of us is, um, I will be so glad to have the opportunity to slowly get back to some sense of what 
I consider normal. And some of that starts on the 11th, right? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. The fifth. Help me. 15th? Yeah. 15th. And another part starts on the 21st. Yeah, I think that's right. And the stay-at-home order is in effect until the 29th. Okay. Some places are being allowed to open tomorrow, such as uh, pet grooming services. Okay. Things like that. Um, I have... um, When did they say barbershops and salons? I I was thinking it was this... uh, The 15th? The 15th. Okay. And some of them will be slower about it than others. They're being cautious, too. Right. Uh, But if if a salon wants to open and and is ready uh, and the personnel are available, of course. Um, I am... we, we, We joke here. Okay, I have grown a beard. Uh, I have curls, uh, not in my beard, but in my hair. Uh, I don't think I have looked like this since my Wyoming days. Um, Now, bear in mind, my Wyoming days were 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm ready to um, get back to... um, The 2020 look, which I'm accustomed to. And my hair gets more wavy and flippy and curly the longer it gets, too. (laughs) And, you know, just being in the breeze, it's so different because your hair is blowing around. And um, anyway, I I don't want to put too much on the hair thing, uh, but it'll be nice to get a haircut. It'll be nice to shave again. Now, the shaving thing, I didn't have to stop, but it just seemed like, by golly, if I can't get a haircut, I'm not going to do the other thing no. either. And oh, all right. it was kind of a, like, how long is this going to go and how bad will it get? Your own little rebellious protest of and COVID-19. I, I think I told you I, I ran into uh, oh, our former Common Pleas Court Judge Mike um, Ward the other day, and he had taken on the same attitude. I'm going to grow this beard until things are clean, uh, uh, settled down again, back to normal or whatever. <clears throat> and I've run into others, too. I, I guess I won't name everybody, but um, it's just interesting how we've all had different ways of expressing our our confusion and <laughs> everything. Yeah, well, like I said, it was like you're... Own little rebellious protest against yeah, I guess so. COVID nineteen. I guess you'll show them, right? Just grow that well, beard. Well, depending on when they see me, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then when you're wearing these masks, um, frankly, it's a little hard to tell if you're looking at who you think you're looking at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny, I wore mine, and a couple, a couple of people I knew, I just wanted to see if they would recognize me, and so I kept walking, and they didn't. Right, They right. didn't recognize me. And I'm sure I've seen people that I knew or would recognize without a mask, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't say anything. Well, I, I went the other direction. I've been speaking to just about everybody. Okay. And and if I just think, I, if there's any remote possibility I know them, I say, hey. And they and then they say, hey, and you can think, and then they can say, Dave, <laughs> you know, or something like that. And I, anyway. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you look at someone and go, you look like somebody I know. Well, there was, I've done that to several people. There was a gal yesterday at the store, and I i walked up to her and said, Do I know you? And, and uh, we decided that we didn't, but, you know, it was just one of those things. Um, she looked like somebody I knew with her mask on, but it wasn't who I thought it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, well, so today is Monday. It's May 11th, 132nd day of this calendar year, 234 days yet remain. Our highlight in history, we go back to the year 1502, when Christopher Columbus left Spain on his fourth and final trip to the Western Hemisphere. Christopher Columbus. Have you ever been on a large sailing ship? Um, probably not like that one, but yes, I've been on a boat with sails. Okay. But not a, a cutter, as they're sometimes referred to. Uh, I have. Well, first of all, as a kid, um, my family belonged to the Leather Lips Yacht Club in Columbus, Ohio. Now, if you're at the zoo and you look across the Scioto, uh, you can see it. So it's just above the dam, right? And um, it was, uh, was kind of like a country club. There was a social aspect to it, but there was also certainly the sport. Um, and I learned to sail. I sailed a lightning class sailboat. But then I moved on to some others. And then in Hawaii, I got to experience some full, um, some big boats, okay, that were sail. Now, why did I bring this up? Oh, oh, Christopher Columbus, that's why. Christopher, yeah. Anyway, it's, um, you know, even even today's little sailboats, you have auxiliary power. You have, uh, oh, like a little trolling motor, like they have in um, fishing boats sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sometimes just battery-powered. You have auxiliary power propulsion so that if there's not a stitch of wind you can do some uh, at least get it back to the slips where you park it but um, they didn't have that stuff back then they had human power and you you've seen those those slave ships where a whole bunch of guys were down beneath the deck and they each had a big oar in their hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. Funny how your mind goes moving around as you bring up different topics. Yeah. All right, so anyway, on this date, Christopher Columbus made his fourth trip uh, to the Western Hemisphere. Or started out on it. Uh, What else on this date? 1858, Minnesota became the 32nd state. Um, Rural electrification. Uh, Electricity, you know, of course, initially went just to cities and villages. But to provide it everywhere, uh, that all got going in earnest in 1858. I'm sorry, 1935. FDR, part of that New Deal program. Well, just a couple things there. Um, Our thought for the day, I like this. I had a chance to peek at it before we did the show. Yeah, it is good. Irving Berlin, who I tremendously... um, popular in my mind as a a composer. Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. Make and take being the difference. Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. Ever so true. Yep. I've heard it in other ways too as of Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. 
Morton Saul, Mort Saul died, um, or, let's see, today would be a birthday. What am I trying to say? He's 93. Comedian. And I saw him in a club a couple times years ago. And, um, occasionally a little off color, but otherwise very funny. Really? A comedy club type thing? Yeah. Hmm. Well, why? That's interesting. Just because of my uh, visions of him and hearing him, seeing him on, was it 60 Minutes? Wasn't he on that show? No, that's a different person you're thinking Well, about. I'm thinking of Morley Safer. Yes. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. No, this, this guy is known as now a comedian. I know yeah. Okay. Now I know you're talking about. <laughs> that would be a... That for Morley Safer, yeah, yeah, that would be a little bit weird. I, I'm not sure I would go to that either. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Let's see, Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam leader, 87 today. Uh, Carla Blay, jazz keyboardist, uh, 84. Eric Burden, rock singer, right? Yes. 79. From the Animals? Uh, yeah. In war. Yep, that's right. Um, let's see, who else do we have here? Actress Frances Fisher, 68. Mike Lepica, the uh, sports columnist, 68, also. Mark Herndon, country musician, formerly with Alabama, 65. Actress Martha Quinn is 61. These silence, when you hear silence, that's because I'm reading through a long list trying to pick out the more notables. Uh, I, and I've ran out. I've gotten through the list without a name popping that I knew. But I typically will also mention the youngest person of the day whether we know him or not. So this is a musician whose name is Howard Lawrence. They have in parenthesis disclosure, which I, I would guess is the name of the act he's associated with, and he's 26, Howard Lawrence. All right. Well, good morning, folks. Temperature-wise, let's see here. We're showing 40 degrees right now, and it certainly feels like it. Plus, there's a breeze going, so it might even feel a little bit cooler. But um, they say it's going to climb up to, uh, is that a 51 or a 57 there? 51. Okay. Um, they say there's a slight chance of showers earlier, like before 8 o'clock this morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and a high near 51. So we've got um, 9 or 10 degrees to go yet. Maybe even 11. Chance of precipitation for the day listed at 20%. Tonight, 32. So that uh, blurb we got this morning on our uh, phones and everything about uh, freeze warning tonight uh, seems to hold up. So uh, we've got... Uh, we bought some tender plants finally um, probably a week ago. And uh, I think there's six of them, plus a small tree that's in a, 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 a vase of some, not a vase. A pot. Pot, yes. Yep. And uh, so we've moved those in and out of the house three times lately, and we're going to do it again tonight. Yeah, it goes into effect at 2 a.m., until 9 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow morning. Unusual to have so many freezing frost warnings. In this May. Time of year. Yeah, in May for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, but looking ahead this week, Wednesday, a high of 65, Thursday, 75, Friday, 79, Saturday, 81, Sunday, 81. Yeah, boy. 
Yeah. Finally. Yep. The chances of showers from, uh, I believe, what, Wednesday night on, something like that. But uh, anyway, 97.3 this morning. Oh, I thought we were 97.1. We are currently. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And uh, you were? Oh, you're talking. Now I know what you're talking. Come on there. Okay, 97.7. There you go. Okay. okay, okay, that brought up a discussion before yes. we went on the air, folks. Um, okay, for, first of all, uh, what Scott started with was what is his, his temperature, his body temp. It's 97.3, you said? Yes. Okay. I checked just before the show, and it was 97.7 on mine. Um, and we started to talk about, you know... They're always worried about how, like the high numbers, like if you're 101, that you're obviously fighting something and you should not be at work, perhaps, that sort of thing, particularly with this COVID stuff. Now, on the other hand, what if your temperatures are low? And I mean like 95, 94. Would a doctor be concerned about that? Well, I think I'd like to know from you folks. You know, you could call us at the station here, 592-6646, and tell us what you know about that. Now, as luck would have it, we also have two docs coming in tomorrow. And I'll ask them also what their reaction is to uh, someone with a low temperature. But uh, tomorrow, we'll just give you a tip of some of the programs coming up. I may have a show on Wednesday also, but for right now, we got Tuesday and Thursday booked. So Dr. Douglas Wu and Dr. Vipin Koshal. Um, Vipin, I, I know real well, and I think I know Dr. Wu. Um, they are with Oblenis Ohio Health. And, you know, in this day of, of limited office visits and that sort of thing, this whole stuff of telemedicine has popped up where you have using Zoom or some sort of software package, you meet with your doc over your computer. They can see you, they can talk to you, and vice versa, back and forth, back and forth. Kind of neat. And um, so we're going to talk about telemedicine, the new uses of it, and what their impression of it is, and that sort of thing. So we can ask them about low temps, maybe, if we think of it, Scott. Yeah, okay. And I've... Uh... And we'll be doing them by telephone, too, I might add. I found a little bit more that says there's not really anything to worry about, but I want to hear from Docs tomorrow, if we uh, can recall that. But it says if a low body temperature occurs with other symptoms, such as chill, shaking, breathing problems, or confusion, then this may be a sign of more serious illness. So it's possible there are other viral infections involved on thursday we're having uh, walter sturgeon join us uh, via telephone of course we're we are in this mode where we love to have the guests live in the studio but we're being cautious too so um, um we do it via telephone and eventually we'll get back to um, normal where they come out here and we can see each other and all that sort of thing. But uh, Walter Sturgeon is an author. He's written a book entitled Appalachian Mushrooms. Now, I love mushrooms. My wife does not. That suits me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> As in more for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if we go to... Um, Oh, uh, a pizza place, right? 
Um, I'll have my half with mushrooms. And and she won't. Um, anyway. But the thing is, everywhere I've lived, and I've lived lots of places, have been mushrooms. I have never had the courage or the knowledge to know which ones are edible and which ones are not. After all, it's a fungus. You know, just the very term fungus is kind of a turnoff, right? <laughs> yeah. I've heard people say, you know, do you want mushrooms? And I've heard them say, no thanks, no mold spores for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've never had the courage to just reach down and when I saw a beautiful mushroom and know that I would be eating something that wouldn't make me sick so you know he's written this book Appalachian Mushrooms and we're going to have him on the show Thursday I think it'll be interesting I'm looking forward to it well, what is today, besides some of the things we've already told you, this May 11th is National Eat What You Want Day. Well, I want some mushrooms. <laughs> and anchovies? Oh, sure, why not? Shoot to works, right? I, I like anchovies, I do. I think they can be overdone. I mean, you can have too many of them, but... Is a never mind. Okay, National Twilight Zone Day. Remember that show? Oh yeah. I still remember. Help a few. me out. What was the name of the guy? Rod Serling. That's it. Yep. There are some shows that I can still remember, and I wish I couldn't remember them. <laughs> they scared the hell out of you. Huh? Well, they weren't real pleasant. They didn't scare me. They just. You know, not a real good thought. We ran the series Twilight Zone many years ago. The Mutual Broadcasting Network, which we were affiliated with back then, uh, had it on, and I think we ran a show, was it every evening for a half an hour or maybe an hour? Or was it once a week? But whatever it was, um, it was a classic, and it was introduced and narrated by Rod Sterling. Yeah, I've I've uh, actually binge watched the Twilight Zone before. They usually show back to back all day on like Memorial Day weekend, so that's coming up at the end of this month. But it's just see, they had a radio series and then a TV series. Yeah. Yep. And in some senses, the radio series was even scarier uh, or, or more thought-provoking. I, I don't know what the word would be. Yeah, it's just imagining the creativity that went into every episode of uh, what they call them, visual effects and imagination. Okay, here's one I don't get. Today is National Foam Rolling Day. Foam? Rolling? Yes. F-O-A-M? Yes. All right. What, what the hell is that? Foam rolling day. <laughs> Each year on May 11th, National Foam Rolling Day, recognizing a therapy that's been called the poor man's massage. <laughs> oh, I get it. You know, the uh, foam rollers that you can put on underneath your back and roll back and forth on okay i've They're, never i've seen them only on like a television picture or something yeah i've never it, seen one in person yep that's what they're referencing there I, i've seen them in workout gyms you know, they, they, uh, and, I, I can't imagine it being bad for you it should feel pretty good yeah, i think yeah it's it's not the soft foam it's the more thicker okay. foam like that that obviously if you laid on it with your back then <clears throat> it doesn't go flat 
Someday I hope to have enough time to to try some of these things. Oh yeah, they're great for like back pain, muscle aches, things like that. Just to get one and you know lay it on on your back, put your feet flat on the floor, okay, and roll back and forth. And the last one we've got to share with you, and and this one could be very important: National Women's Checkup Day. You know, each gender has some unique things that require regular checkups. And um, so in this case, they're saying today is National Women's Checkup Day. So five items there today. Um... Let's see here. Now we get into the old stuff, right? Constantinople. In the year 330, Constantinople on this date becomes the capital of the Roman Empire. In the year 1189, Holy Roman Emperor Frederick Barbosa, Barbarossa, excuse me, I left out a syllable, Barbarossa, and 100,000 crusaders depart Regensburg for the Third Crusade on this date. Seventeen fifty one Pennsylvania Hospital founded by Dr. Thomas Bond and Benjamin Franklin. Yep, the Ben Franklin. Wonder how many ventilators they had. Yeah. In seventeen fifty one. I don't well you know, they, they do talk about those iron lungs. That, that were manufactured years ago. I don't know when it was first manufactured, though. There was a city in, was it Marys, Marysburg, Marysville? Ohio? Yeah, it was up in the sort of northwest quadrant of the state, which focused on, see, what was that ailment back then? Poli- uh, po- not polio, was it? Um, you mean a respiratory illness? Yes. Um, can't think of it right off. I can't the top either. Of my head. But anyway, the, I remember visiting it with my parents as, as as a kid. Dad had some business up there, so we all went up. It was on a weekend, and you go into these beautiful brick homes, and each room had one of those iron lungs in it. I think it might have been polio. I just don't remember. It was used for that. But um, some were occupied, some were not. And, you know, it, it looked like here you were a human being inside a giant um, encapsulated in a big iron device. Yeah, like a tube. Sort of, yeah. Yep. Your arms could stick out, even some of your lower leg, your foot, and your head and neck. But otherwise, you were encapsulated in this iron lung. Boy, it was impressive to see. Yeah. It made, well, made an impression on you. Yeah, I bet. I'm I'm looking up some info on the iron lung, and it says in 1670, <clears throat> excuse me, English scientist... John Mayow come up, came up with the idea of external negative pressure ventilation, negative pressure mm-hmm. ventilation. So that was uh, the first knowledge of one, apparently, 1670. And what year did you mention there? 17-something? Uh, 1751. Yeah, so it's quite possible they could have had some. 
Well, of course, we know what a what a how important ventilators are right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're entirely different design, of course, as they should be. All right. Um, 1924, Daimler, Motorin, and Benz in C began their first joint venture. Eventually, it was known as Mercedes-Benz. 1995, in New York City, more than 170 countries decide to extend the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty indefinitely and without conditions on this date. And on this date, in the year 2000, India's population officially reaches 1 billion. And uh, lo and behold, a particular person, an Astha Aurora, was named India's billionth baby. Hmm. I wonder, uh, see, that was year 2000, so that's 20 years ago. I assume this youngster is still alive, and if so, what's it like being the one billionth baby of a nation? Mm, Yeah. Subsequent recognitions and so on okay um okay now we got some of these photographs that always fool me okay so we have famous birthdays and all of the ones we have here have also passed excuse me we mentioned irving berlin earlier born on this date in 1888 died in 1989 so he made it to 101, huh? That's right. Or just shy of it. Okay, um, now here's some others, though, I don't know. Corey Monteith, M-O-N-T-E-I-T-H. I'm guessing he was an actor. He was a Canadian actor, singer, and musician, best known for his role as Finn Hudson on the Fox TV series Glee. Oh, okay. Anyway, born in 1982, died in 2013. Not a very long life. No. Here's an attractive lady, Natasha Richardson. She was born in 1963 on this date, died in 2009. Natasha Richardson. She was an English-American actress of stage and screen. She was a member of the Redgrave family, being the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave Mm. and director-producer Tony Richardson and the granddaughter of Michael Redgrave and Rachel Kempson. Hmm. Okay. Uh, In terms of famous deaths, Bob Marley died on this date in 1981. He had been born in 1945. I liked his stuff. Floyd Patterson, born in 1935, died on this date in 2006. Okay, May 11th marks the date... As I understand it, only one British Prime Minister has ever been assassinated, and it occurred on this date of May 11th. Okay, now, they say a fact that brought this only claim to fame for Spencer Percival. Okay, you all know how weak I am in history. Was Spencer Percival the assassinator or the prime minister? 
He was the prime minister. Okay. And what was the, is there any little blurb about it? Uh, just says he served as prime minister of the UK from 1809 until his assassination in 1812. Four and, years. Yep. Three he years. Was, he was, uh, as you mentioned, the only British prime minister to have been murdered. He was also the solicitor general, or better known as the attorney general, to become a prime minister. And... Why was he assassinated? According to Wikipedia, his position was looking stronger by early 1812 when in the lobby of the House of Commons, he was assassinated by a merchant with a grievance against his government. Okay. And did they clobber the assassinator? Um, uh, they say... Uh, according to this, evidence was presented that John Bellingham, the shooter, was insane, but it was discounted by the trial judge, and he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Okay. He was hanged in public three days later. Yeah. No, none of that, um, what do you call it? Yeah, there was a day years ago when there was a... a Speedy move to justice. Oh. And sometimes people said that wasn't justice. That uh, time was not such to bring out the facts and all. But um, now nowadays it seems like someone is sentenced to death after lengthy trials and so on. And then this is drug out and drug out. And it's almost like, why, why, why would it be that four years after the sentence it would be carried out? You know, you know what I mean? It's um, emotionally. Well, anyway. Yeah, I tell you, you're right. It's emotionally draining on both ends, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, the victim man, the I suppose suspect. there's always the thought, well, maybe additional evidence will appear. Yeah. And then what if we have already executed that person? I, 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 I don't And then found out something different <clears throat> later. Yeah, so there are, there are many appeals offered in today's uh, court system, justice system. But uh, that's, it, um, like you said, that's why. About 11 minutes left in our program today. Um, I did do um, my um, daily updating of um, the coronavirus statistics. So um, let me uh, try to hit, hit the highlights. Um, Okay, in the world, there are 4,100,000 cases as of yesterday. That is less than five one-hundredths of a percent of the population. Um, as of yesterday... 282,000 people had died of the cases that rep represent 6.8%, almost 6.9. To the best of our knowledge, 1,400,000 have recovered. That represents about 34% of the total cases. Now, that's the world. Now, let's look at our nation. Um, we have 300, 327 million people here in the U.S. As of yesterday at 2 p.m., there were 1,360,000 um, cases. 
Now that's about a half of 1%. Deaths. So far in the U.S., as of yesterday, 80,562. That is 5.9% of those who caught the disease um, did not make it through it. And as of recovery, 160,000 have recovered thus far. That's the almost 12%. The state of Ohio, we have 11,690,000 population. As of yesterday, 20,289 cases. That represents one, um, not quite, two-tenths of one percent. So one-fifth of one percent, right? That's, that's a real small number. I'm, I'm, I do this for encouragement. I'm not doing it to say we're being silly and taking far too cautious a, an approach. I hope you understand that. Okay. So 20,289 20, cases in the state of Ohio... I, I, I check myself. I I made an error. I spoke uh, wrong. Uh, Twenty-four thousand eighty-one cases. But again, that's <clears throat> uh, one fifth of one percent. There we go. Now, how about of those twenty-four thousand? Where are they? Let's let's just do that. I don't have this for the world, but I do have it for Ohio. 1,205 are in ICU. At the hospital. 3,146 are in regular hospital settings. Five thousand five hundred and fifty six are being treated at their homes. Now, to date, we have eleven thousand three hundred and forty one deaths in the state of Ohio. We also have 2,833 that are already considered recovered. And that's an, that's an estimate based upon um, the U.S. percentages. For some reason or other, we can't get Ohio to track the recovery rate. Try as I might. In Athens, I think it was on Saturday, a new case was um, determined. I think that's right. So in the last week and a half, we've had one and then another added to the numbers. So we're up to five cases, two presently being treated, two that have recovered and are all through it, and one that died. So there. Now. Let's see what else we can bring out.
I'm going through a report, what they call a daily summary from the New York Times. And I'm almost to the end of it, and I haven't come across anything I feel we really need to share with you. I will. Uh, you, you, any of you that have been watching the news are aware that there have been now two cases in the White House staff. And um, so, you know, they're being, the, the, the key people there are being tested daily. I would like to think that this testing thing could be ramped up considerably. Um, when you look at the testing statistics, and they're hard to find, but the numbers are small. In fact, let me go back to that report I just had that I've been keeping. Um, tested. Okay, so let's take the United States. And this was as of, I think, yesterday. Yes. Uh, not even one million people have been tested. In fact, it's 676,789. Well, um... There's several things going on. First off, can we get this testing thing really going to town? Number two is how rapidly can we find a uh, vaccine? Vaccine. Well, I, I was just thinking of that as you're reading those. Johnson and Johnson announced yesterday that they should have one billion vaccines available by next year. They announced that over the weekend, mm. and they say it depends on, you know, the passage of uh, legislation, uh, passing of the FDA. Right. And, uh, you know, all the federal government levels that need to be. But, you know, with all this vac vaccination needing to be happening soon, uh, wouldn't you think that they would push that through rather quickly? Well, they're going to uh, perform some very quick and exhaustive tests yes. uh, to try to bring this out far faster than is customary. Yeah, I think some vaccines are going to be available before the end of this year as well. The former daughter-in-law in my family is a key figure in that. And um, she's working her tail off. Great. As she should be. Yeah. Right. Well, I think those, from what I've been seeing, reading, uh, watching, that uh, the vaccinations are going to happen much sooner than much later. So there's some good news. We'll take it. Yes. Well, it's um, we've got about 25 seconds or so. That's enough to tell you. Once again, tonight, please be cautious of your plants that could be damaged by cold temp. Bring them inside, cover them, whatever the case may be. Is there going to be a briefing today? Do you there, know there, there is. Okay. So 2 o'clock, we'll have the governor's um, remarks again. Okay. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. FM's. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York. The man who videotaped Ahmad Arbery's shooting death while he was jogging in Georgia says he's been getting death threats. William Bryan tells WJAX-TV. I have nothing to do with it. Um, I'm trying to get my life back to normal, and it's been smeared 
for the last week. Arbery, who was black, was killed in February. Two white suspects, a father and son, weren't arrested until last week after Brian's video went viral. CBS's Omar Villafranca. His attorney, Kevin Goff, says Brian only drove to the scene after he saw the commotion from his home. It's not a surprise that if people are seeing something that doesn't look right, uh, that they will look into it. Travis and Gregory McMichael were arrested Thursday and denied bail on Friday. President Trump and Vice President Pence plan to work at the White House as usual, despite two staffers testing positive for the coronavirus last week. CBS's Cammie McCormick says there was a close call just before Mr. Trump was scheduled to meet with a top military official Saturday. The chief of the National Guard tested positive and then negative over the weekend. He'll be tested again today. And the chief of naval operations will be in quarantine for a week after a member of his family was confirmed positive. Dr. Anthony Fauci and other medical officials are self-quarantining. A vast majority of U.S. states have begun opening in the EU. After eight weeks of one of the strictest lockdowns in Europe, people in France are today tiptoeing towards a normal life.